invasion of Ukraine and the death in custody of the opposition figure Alexei Navalny. U.S. officials say the sanctions will target Russia's military-industrial complex and financial sector, as well as entities in third countries that Russia uses to evade existing sanctions. A number of Russian officials are also on the list. Washington says it has linked them to the death of the opposition leader Alexei Navalny at a Russian penal colony last week. President Biden said the measures would ensure Vladimir Putin paid an even steeper price for his aggression abroad and repression at home. And he once again urged U.S. lawmakers to approve more funding for Ukraine. BBC correspondent Will Vernon reporting. Tomorrow's the South Carolina primary, and most polls show former President Donald Trump with a big lead over contender Nikki Haley, who was once governor of the state. Political analyst Chris Galdieri says Haley is hoping to make a dent in Trump's lead in South Carolina Saturday. The big question is going to be, is his uh, result in line with the polling that we're seeing uh, that shows him with a blowout lead there, or is it going to be um, a much more modest victory like the one in New Hampshire wound up being? Former President Trump says he would strongly support the availability of in vitro fertilization for couples and women who are trying to have a baby. And he's calling on lawmakers in Alabama to act quickly to find an immediate solution to preserve the availability of IVF in the state. The comments come after a ruling by the all-Republican Alabama Supreme Court that frozen embryos can be considered children under state law. On Wall Street, the Dow by 62 points, the Nasdaq dropped 44. More at townhall.com. No one covers local high school sports like we do. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome, and happy Friday. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you on kind of a cool, windy, wet Friday evening. I want to thank you for the opportunity to help usher in your weekend, and I hope you've had a great week. And... Um, we're all looking forward to a wonderful weekend. Of course, Blue Daughter Sports Central is the program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ball players, coaches, and alumni. Have a great show for you tonight. I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, later in our program, we look forward to being joined by one of the uh, uh, football standouts at Apopka High School. In fact, one of the uh, things we're going to talk about tonight is is that the the fact that the Blue Darters had at least seven football players who have uh, signed uh, over the past week or two to play uh, have the opportunity to play college football. One of those was offensive lineman, standout offensive lineman Ethan Corcus, and we look forward to being joined by Ethan Corcus later in our program. But of course, one of the the main things taking place right now, one of the top uh, topics, is. We've made the transition now, of course, from winter sports into spring sports. Baseball opened their regular season this week. Also, softball uh, is is on the you know, right around the corner. Opening of softball and other spring sports as well. And in our first segment, we're going to talk about that with athletic director Coach Aaron Crawford. Before we go to Coach Crawford, of course, I want to remind you that Blue Darter Sports Central is presented by Frogger's Grill and Bar. Of course, Frogger's is hopping with food and fun. Visit their locations in Apopka, Altamont Springs, Mount Dora, and Oviedo, and you'll be hearing more about Frogger's and our other great sponsors throughout the program tonight. But right now, let's go to Coach Aaron Crawford, Athletic Director at Apopka High School. Look, Coach, thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure, Roger. Uh, excited for the, uh, the upcoming spring season. Uh, I think we, we had some successes in the... Uh, in the winter season, and hopefully that'll uh, that'll carry some momentum into the spring, and we can finish the year pretty strong. And actually, before we go into spring, I would like to cover one specific sport, and that's uh, Popka Blue Darter boys basketball because we followed them uh, you know pretty closely this season this year yeah, this season, yep. and the, the team really. Um, came on strong at the end as as, as you as we have discussed um, and, and as you have discussed with us over the course of the season uh, uh, coach Williams as, as well 
the team kind of hovered around 500 over the over pretty much about 80% of the season um had some ups had some downs uh, but really um i think about it had a four or five or, or six game winning streak at the end of the regular season and then uh, went in, went into the playoffs strong yeah i think they won five out of the last six uh heading into the district tournament and um you know they were they were able to win uh, a district quarterfinal game and then ended up losing to a very good Evans team um, in the uh, in the district semifinal and uh, still got into the regional playoffs. Went over to University High School, who they've got a really good team over there. Um, they ended up losing uh, this past uh, two nights ago um, in the regional final. Um, but man, just a, a, a really well coached team over there at, at university. Got some good size and a couple, uh, you know, some talented athletes. And I think that Scott did as much as he could with his coaching staff to, to get the, the Blue Darters uh, ready to, to make a, a run. Um, you know, just kind of run out of gas at some point, and uh, you got to make free throws and uh, you got to make the easy shot if you're going to make it uh, far into the into the FHSA playoffs. Yeah, and, and as, as we talked about uh, with Coach Scott Williams, I'm sure that you did as well, I think overall he felt good pretty much about this team in general and uh, it really has high uh, high hopes for, for next year because it was really only three seniors and he really feels good about the, 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 the leadership and, and the intangibles about the group of guys that he's got coming back. Absolutely. And, and I feel like, you know, any time that you have a situation where uh, – you know, you, the season ends sooner than you anticipate it. Uh, it feeds you the next year and, and motivates you. And, and as the kids get into the gym during the off season and over the summer, they're going to be able to use that to, to fuel them. And and hopefully next fall when they when they you know get together, they'll be able to rally behind the idea that hey, we were right there. Um, and uh, against a couple of these teams. They, they could really compete with them. Uh, you got an Olympia team that's uh, going to a Final Four. It's a very good basketball team that they got to see. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Now I'd like to shift in, into spring sports and start with baseball. As a baseball alumni, of you know, obviously uh, very still very passionate about Blue Darter baseball, and uh, you know, we opened the season on the road over at Lake Brantley. They've got a tournament going on over there, and that really brought back a lot of memories because both my junior, my my sophomore year and my junior year, we opened with Lake Brantley uh, way back in the day, and really um, an outstanding baseball game. It was uh, tied going into the bottom of the seventh inning. You know, Brantley was able to scratch out a run. Um, on a walk off, uh, you know, you know, got shot a run in the bottom of the seventh and got the victory with two outs. But um, really, an outstanding um, baseball game and a, a beautifully pitched game by the Apopka pitcher. Um, so anyway, can you can you just share a little bit about from your perspective about baseball? Well, you know, I think that the kids that are on the team this year, um, same as last year, where or kind of similar to ba- ba- uh, basketball, is. You know, you got to use the motivation tools that you have at your disposal. Um, you know, the kids who were on the team last year that were returners missed out on the regional playoffs and probably by just a one or two win uh, record. So I think that they're going to be motivated to take every game seriously uh, and get out there and try to put out their first, their, their best effort. And, uh, I think we've got some really, really good talent Um uh, I think we've got nine seniors this year. Uh, if I if I looked at the roster accurately, um, so those are some guys that have been with the program for for three years already. So now they've they they know what it is, know what the expectations are, and um, as long as we can stay healthy, we'll we'll be okay. Um, we actually we spent some some time and some money uh, improving a little bit of the the field itself we rebuilt the mound um rebuilt the plate area we reskinned the infield uh, and laser leveled it so the field is going to be as nice as it's been uh for the last few years um and uh and i think that the kids are going to want to protect that house if, if you know what i'm saying 
Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, Jay Barnes Field, a, a real in, uh, institution, you know, in Apopka, in Apopka High School. Friends, we're glad you're joining us on Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Right now we're speaking with Coach Aaron Crawford. He's the athletic director at Apopka High School. And, of course, as you know, Blue Darter Sports Central is a program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ballplayers, coaches, and alumni. Right now we're talking about the the ushering in, if you will, of spring sports at Apopka. And, Coach, can you, before we move on to softball, can you give me a, an update? I know that uh, – we uh, didn't get. I wasn't able to get back over to Lake Brantley, um, you know, any, for any more games. I know we picked up a win over Lake Howell, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was a game versus Oviedo last night. Can you update us on that game? I actually, I didn't get the results of the Oviedo game from last night. In fact, my uh, my conversation with Coach Brewer was about some other logistical stuff today, so I did not get a a, a good update. But I know that we put in a good effort against Lake Howell on Tuesday night in the in the. Uh, in the consolation bracket over at that big blue bonanza that, as you mentioned, I mean, that thing has been going on since my dad was coaching baseball at South Lake back in the early nineties. Um, really great tournament. You get a lot of good programs that come out of that, but I, I know that, uh, I know that our guys needed a good break this weekend. Uh, we've got our home opener on Tuesday. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And now can you share with us about softball, Blue Darter softball? And, of course, that's really a, a program that's had tremendous success over the last 30-plus years. Of course, for over 30 years, Coach Mike McQuithy's been the head coach, uh, and he's also an alumni as well. And I'm sure that um, you know Coach McQuithy and, and, and Blue Darter softball is expecting another, anticipating another great year. I know they. I was able to get over. They had spirit night a couple of weeks ago at Frogger's, and it was a, a, a huge turnout of supporters for the team. So one thing they definitely have going for them is a, is a huge support system, which is kind of the norm for Blue Darter softball. Absolutely. You know, we've got a great group of parents. We've got a great group of kids. Um, they're actually uh, hosting Lake Brantley tonight. Uh, we had a doubleheader with Navy and Varsity, uh, and we are kind of dealing with some weather issues right now, and that game is going to be delayed getting started. So, um, but I, you know, we've got optimism, uh, towards softball this year. Last year was only the second time in the entire program's history, uh, that we didn't have a winning season. Um, and I know that Mike took that personal and trying to make sure that everything that we do, uh, is geared toward having a season and making a run into the playoffs that everybody's so used to with Blue Darter softball. Um, that's, that uh, facility also got some upgrades. We have a brand-new dugout with a, an announcer's booth uh, on the visitor side, and then we also added some grass to the foul areas on the infield uh, to help with drainage. We've got some new seating uh, in the softball complex that we're really excited about. We tripled the capacity as far as seating capacity. So uh, we're looking forward to having a few big, big crowds to support the girls as they're, as they're trying to, uh, to kind of earn the right to play We're speaking with Coach Aaron Crawford. He's the athletic director at Apopka High School. And, Coach, it's, before we head into our break, I've got time for one more question and one more sport. And I'd like to ask about Blue Darter tennis, uh, both boys and girls, especially girls, because I know we have an outstanding uh, player. She actually made it all the way to the state finals last year. And uh, thanks to your um, your assistance, we were able to speak with her several several different times uh, as, as well. And I know that um, great coaches for the for the tennis program right now. Can you give us a, a you know, just kind of a brief overview of, of the expectations for Blue, Blue Darter tennis this year? Well, the good news is that we're going to have a really good uh, competitive girls team this year. Um, boys team is going to be a work in progress. Unfortunately, our uh, young lady that played for the state championship last year. Uh, will not be playing this season for a couple of different reasons, uh, but she's already uh, committed to playing college tennis at Valdosta State up in Georgia. So we're really excited about that for her. But, um, you know, the tennis plan is definitely one that is growing, and I think uh, uh, Coach Navoa and her husband are, are doing a great job building that up and getting interest in tennis in the, uh, in the Apopka area. 
Coach, I know you still responsibilities here. Um, the life of an athletic director at high school. But uh, thank you for checking in with us for a few minutes and f- for a great overview, both of uh, Blue Arter basketball and then also preview of spring sports. You're very welcome, Roger. I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon. And uh, we've, uh, one last kind of shameless plug is we've got four young ladies from our wrestling program that qualified for the uh, state championship next week down at Silver Spurs Arena. So uh, hopefully by this time next week we'll have uh, we'll have some some other accolades to be able to talk about. Very exciting. Thank you for that. Yes, sir. Friends, Coach Aaron Crawford, athletic director at Apopka High School. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, we probably will shift into football and some other sports as well. Of course, spring football is not too far away. Um, and then, of course, baseball is solidly under, swing, uh, under you know, going on solidly right now. So we'll be right back with you in just a moment. You're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central, sponsored by Shelley's Environmental Services, locally owned, environmentally friendly, and by Community Health Centers. Community has provided quality, affordable health care to the citizens of Central Florida for now over 50 years, 50 years, and now with 15 locations. We'll be right back. You're listening to a special Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Brought to you by Frogger's Grill and Bar. Before or after the game with the freshest food in town. Apopka, Altamont Springs, Oviedo, and Mount Dora. Shelly's Environmental Services. Locally owned septic and environmental service. They're there when you need them. Community Health Center. Healthcare for the whole family. Florida Door Solutions. Central Florida's number one for garage door design and repair. And Seabreeze Pool Service. Honesty, integrity, and quality. Call them today. Don't go away. More great sports talk coming up with Roger. Roger Frankham's and Blue Darter Sports Central. Hi, it's me again. Does your garage door still have the blues? Making those late night noises? Won't shut when you back out, no matter how many times you try? Well, it's time to get rid of those garage door blues. With Florida Door Solutions, they fix, repair, replace, install, create, design, and doors and garage door openers. Garage doors don't like to have the blues. You need to call Florida Door Solutions. They can upgrade your garage door with the latest state-of-the-art system from LiftMaster with the exclusive gateway accessory. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866. FLA Door. Florida Dorsons has the reputation for doing the job right the first time. Every time. They're sent to Florida's headquarters for the best garage door and entry gate products from Clopay, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. Don't leave that shiny V sitting out in the driveway. And besides, we know who's driving that is. Score some points and get rid of those garage door blues with Florida Dorsons. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Or take a tour on LADOOR.com. Frogger's Grill and Bar is the place to be before and after the game or any time. Good atmosphere featuring fresh, never frozen black, and including Frogger's famous hand-breaded boneless wings. Frogger's has been your scratch kitchen since 1987. Frogger's Grill and Bar, everywhere you are in Apopka, Oviedo, Altamont Springs, and Mount Dora. Your local neighborhood grill and bar. Your headquarters for March Madness, Orlando Magic, and Major League Baseball. Not a bad seat in the house, the best burgers, and more TVs than ever. Frogger's. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. And they are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Friends, welcome back. The Blue Darter Sports Central Friday evening's getting off to a good start. It's a little wet and a little windy around here, but that's, that's okay. It's always great to usher in a brand new weekend, and I'm very pleased that you're ushering in yours with us as well. Of course, Blue Darter Sports Central is the program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ballplayers, coaches, and alumni. It, and it's all brought to you by Frogger's Grill and Bar, by Seabreeze Pools, and by Florida Door Solutions. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Coach Aaron Crawford. It's always great to get the updates from him. And, uh, of course, I'm personally, as you know, very excited about the baseball season coming around. And we'll continue to follow that very closely. But right now, we're going to talk football, and it's a great transition time to do that, and we're actually pleased to be joined in the studio by one of the outstanding 
football players from just the, not only this past season, the last several uh, seasons, Ethan Corcus. Ethan, it's great to have you joining us, and thank you for coming over. Happy to be here, sir. Now, first of all, congratulations to you, um, Ethan, on, on two for on at least a couple of different areas. One, congratulations on a great career. You were a senior, and on another outstanding season. I want to talk a little bit more in depth with you about the season. You know, here, here in the next uh, on our program tonight. But certainly from my perspective, it was another outstanding season. It was, we uh, um, made the playoffs for the 24th consecutive year, which is absolutely astounding, something to be totally proud of. And we're going to talk more about that in the future you know, um, on other programs. But um, so you played, uh, you guys, and we'll talk about this a little bit later too, some of the most games literally in program history. Exaggeration. So yes, can you, uh, you know, congratulations on an outstanding season. You were a big part of it on the offensive line. And then uh, more recently, you've actually made your decision about where you're going to go to college, and you're actually going to play football at the college level, and that's at Marist College. Can you, you know, tell us a little bit about that? Uh, so I decided on Marist for a couple reasons. Uh start off, Marist is a D1 FCS up in New York. It is, it plays in the Pioneer League. And it's a very competitive team. They just completely cleaned house on the coaching staff. They brought in a whole new staff. It's a very young staff, but they all have a bunch of great resumes. The head coach is coming from Princeton. He was the offense coordinator there. The D-line coach is coming from Harvard, who's put multiple guys into the NFL. The OC is coming from Carlton, who had just gone from a down season to then two back uh, championships. So they brought in a bunch of guys from programs. The school itself is a very high academic. It's not a large school. It's about four to 5,000 kids. It's focused a lot around its business as well as why I chose it. I, uh, my choice for science or computer engineering. So then once I met coaches and interacted with everybody, I felt the fit that it's very similar to home. It felt a lot like it did here at Apopka. Thanks for giving us that insight, and I'd like to, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that as, as we go on in the program. Also, one more congratulations. If I'm not mistaken, you were actually a, you know, awarded, selected, whatever the right word would be, as one of the, the 10 uh, most outstanding uh, academic students at Apopka recently. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I was uh, ranked in the top 10 uh, for the class of 24 at Apopka. Um, I believe I was the only football player, but uh, two of my lacrosse teammates were actually in the top 10 as well with me. And I'd like to talk to you about more the, the academic, academic um, you know, uh, aspect as well, but later. But right now, I'd like to you know, talk to the beginning of your teammates. You, at least six other uh, football players have received the opportunity to play at the college level as well. I suspect some others will as well. But yes, um, you know, there, there was actually a, a media event with with seven of you guys, uh, uh, you know, in the last week or so. Can you um, just talk about, um, you know, uh, some of your teammates that are going to be playing college ball as well? So a few of my teammates signed. Um, I know team, uh, some of my teammates like Kevin and Lorenzo and Charvis had actually received D1 offers and decided to go with some D2s and D3s because it was a better fit for them, which is always important when you're going to college. Uh, Kevin and Zoe specifically decided to go to UWF. They are... Um, they wanted to stay close to home. They enjoyed it when they went up there on their visit. I know my friend Isaac is going up to Middlebury. He's uh, one of our receivers. He's a uh, very high academic, and Middlebury is a great school for him. Uh, Tuan's going up to Tusculum, which is actually where another Packers had gone, Rashad, previously. He's going to go up and play. We had Charvis, who also signed. Charvis is going to Concord, if I remember correctly, and great there. And then Evan's going to Ave Maria because he fit for him academically, and it was where he wanted to go geographically. Yeah, and just um, to follow that up, you know, Charvis Williams, uh, Antoine Robinson, Ethan Corcus, who we're speaking with right now, Payne, Kevin Roberts, and I'll say I'll stop right there and say Lorenzo Payne and Kevin Roberts uh, formed one of the, the most powerful defensive end oh, duos yeah. they were nightmares. Uh, in, in the state of Florida, if not the country. Uh, we're really going to miss those guys. Um, we're going to miss all you guys. Yeah, they definitely were a blessing to have. Um, you know, unfortunately, Kevin missed m- most of the regular season, but those guys were really a force uh, on defense uh, at that opposite on the opposite sides of the line. Uh, Isaac Knight, of course, wide receiver, um, and Evan Ashford, who was one of your fellow offensive linemen. Yep. 
And you mentioned at Tusculum, um, which is in Tennessee, uh, Rashad Watson, um, is, he st- is he still there? Do you have any reports on him? Uh, I'd actually, I talked to Rashad about a week or two ago. He came down, uh, he played lacrosse with me, ironically, as well. So he came down and hung out and said hi during seventh period, which is our uh, when we work out a lot. Um, he's happy up at Tusculum, if I remember correctly. He's planning on staying there and continuing his academic and athletic career. I think, honestly, part of the reason that Tuan is going up there is because he looked up to Shot a lot. Not only was it a great fit for Tuan, but the fact that he knows that he has someone he can count on and someone that he's learned from and looked up to is a large benefit. Definitely, and that Antoine Robinson and uh, yeah, and Rashad Watson are two very similar type of players as well. Yeah. Very versatile. Uh, essentially, I guess their core position was linebacker, but they played All over uh, the field. virtually everything else <laughs> on uh, yes, sir. Uh, defense, offense, and uh, teams. Friends, we're glad you're joining us on Blue Dart Sports Central tonight. Hope you're settling into your weekend. Right now, we're speaking with Ethan Corcus. Ethan Corcus was a standout offensive lineman for Apopka Blue Darter football for the last four years. And he just recently has announced that he's going to be attending college and playing football at Marist University. And that's in New York, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Now, and we have a break coming up in a few minutes, but mm-hmm. um, we've got some time. Is Can you... Talk about the recruiting process, because I suspect it's changed a lot over the years. And I know, certainly, I'm very aware that parents are very acutely sit in the recruit- recruitment process. And But but I also know that, you know, with the exception, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, most people, when they think of college recruiting, they power five Division One schools that have the huge budgets and are you know, scouring the country and 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 you know getting all the five star players. At. But really, the, the there are a lot of other opportunities to, to play in college other than Division One yeah. or, or Power Five. five yeah. And um, can, can you? T- but but I suspect the recruiting process might be a little bit different. Can you talk about first of all? You know, and I guess specific. Um, you know, how did you get noticed? How did you get recruited? And, and, and how did that whole get started in terms of, of, of you personally? So recruiting has changed a lot over the years, especially recently with the transfer portal and everything. It's really it's really thrown a wrench into high school recruiting. And to, but, to the detriment, sadly, yeah. in, in a lot of cases. And that's because the trans also, you know, a lot of college coaches just figure, well, hey, I can recruit a, a fresh, I mean, a green mm-hmm. high school senior or I, or I can have somebody who's already played college football. Before. Someone who's already adjusted college life and used to playing at that high level. Yes. Um, so recruiting for me and a lot of recruiting freshmen. When you're a freshman, the first thing you want to do is really try and get your name out there. So when I was a freshman, I didn't go to a lot of camps, but what I did is I went to, I went to a few mega camps where there are. No, I'm wrong. There's a hundred plus coaches, and there's going to be probably a thousand kids. And a lot of it is less about the camp itself and more about the experience of going and being able to interact with these coaches and get your name out there to people. Because a lot of a lot of coaches don't stay in one place. It's They're going to move. Similar to the transfer portal, coaches are moving just as much. So then what I did sophomore year was I focused on a lot of then a bit more individual. What schools had reached out to me? Who had I interacted with previously? What kind of relationship had I developed with these coaches? And as I got into junior year, junior year is probably the biggest year for recruiting because that's when you can start going on official visits. Coaches can officially come and visit and offer you. So that's when you need to really show out on the field and create, I don't want to say a persona, but create an expectation of what you can deliver. Then senior summer is when you want to focus on the schools that you've been talking to for a while. So um, not senior summer, I apologize, junior summer. So that's when I got... I'd received a couple Division II offers up to that point, but that's when I got my first Division I offer. And then Marist as well was during that summer. Senior year is more about proving and deciding where you want to go because it's very hard for a senior to get a large or a D1 offer at the senior level. Most schools have moved on from seniors or 24s by the time you're playing your senior season. It's... It's very complicated. <laughs> yeah, very, very interesting, and thank you for for sharing, uh, giving those great insights. Because I know it's something that a lot of, certainly a lot of parents are acutely interested in, and I know a lot of ball players, Absolutely. a lot of kids are interested in it as well. And uh, as you know, as you said, it's kind of can be not only a an inexact science, but it can kind of a mysterious experience yeah. as well. So uh, you were certainly wise to to get prepared early. 
And um, so we'll talk more about that when we come back from our break. But friends, you're listening to Blue Dollar Sports Central. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with a Popka Blue Football offensive lineman, Ethan Corcus. So please stay with us. You're listening to a special Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Brought to you by Frogger's Grill and Bar. Before or after the game with the freshest food in town. Apopka, Altamont Springs, Oviedo, and Mount Dora. Shelley's Environmental Services. Locally owned septic and environmental service. They're there when you need them. Community Health Center. Healthcare for the whole family. Florida Door Solutions. Central Florida's number one for garage door design and repair. And Seabreeze Pool Service. Honesty, integrity, and quality. Call them away. More great sports talk coming up with Roger Franklin Williams and Blue Darter Sports Central. When you need a pool service company in Orange, Seminole, or Lake Counties, you can count on the skilled professional team at Seabreeze Pools. Seabreeze Pools offers a wide range of pool services, including pool repairs, remodels, and pool maintenance. In fact, Seabreeze Pools has all of your pool solutions in one place. And Seabreeze Pools is veteran-owned. Find out more at SeabreezePool.com. That's SeabreezePool.com. Honesty, integrity, quality. Seabreeze Pools. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. And they are here to be the medical and dental home for you and entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers set evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. Hey, it's Pete again with Derek, president of Thompson Jewelers, the jewelry store here in Central Florida. This is from those big box stores. But Derek is pretty exciting right now, buying gold. Tell us about that. Well, Pete, gold now is at a five-year high. And uh, back in 2008, the recession hit us, and people want to know who they could trust to get the most for their gold jewelry. Thompson Jewelers was the go-to place then, and it's the go-to place now to get the most for your gold jewelry. So you're talking about watches and bracelets, necklaces? Anything, Pete. If it's gold bring it by and we'd be interested in buying check the jewelry boxes you've got jewelry that you don't use you haven't looked at for years might be a good time to turn that into cash thousands of people across central Florida trusted us to give them the most for their gold jewelry we also are buying diamonds too full service jewelry store with two convenient locations in colonial town center and bumby and colonial and in st cloud and 192 in the hobby lobby shopping center you got it pete we'd love to see you it's blue darter sports central now here's roger Hello, friends. Welcome back. It's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday evening. I'm Roger Williams. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central. And, of course, Blue Darter Sports Central is a program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ballplayers, coaches, and alumni. And it's all sponsored by Frogger's Grill and Bar. Frogger's is hopping with food and fun with locations in Apopka, Altamont Springs, Mount Dora, and Oviedo. And by Seabreeze Pools. Honesty, integrity, quality. Seabreeze Pools. We're speaking with Ethan Corcus right now. He was a standout offensive lineman for the Blue Darters for the last several years. He has recently announced that he'll be attending Marist University in New York to uh, play uh, football as well as pursue his academic uh, future. And he was most recently in the past week or so um, recognized as one of the top 10 academic students in the senior class, class of 2024 at Apopka High School. And um, and hope you enjoy your on our show with Coach Aaron Crawford, Apopka Athletic Director. Now, let's you know, we'll go back to Ethan Corcus. And Ethan, we were talking about the whole recruiting process. You shared a little bit about about your situation. Um, now, and as we spoke out uh, off the air, you said that, um, you know, recruiting process is, is, is a difficult process or can be and uh, from your own perspective you don't mind me sharing you, no, it wasn't absolutely. really a, a fu- fun experience for you yeah. it was it was a kind of a grueling experience yeah it was it was very stressful um, a lot of the recruiting process like I said was getting out there and communicating with coaches but there's always that experience where you think something's going which and you think you've started to build a relationship with a team you just it's not really what you're expecting or what you'd heard had really met what you're seeing yourself there were a few experiences uh, i'd gone out for a practice or i'd gone to a camp i'd had a great time talking with the coach previously when i got up there and i saw him how he coached or i saw how he interacted with players it wasn't always the best experience and it's 
that feeling where you thought that you might have found the place you want to go, and then it's just kind of, all right, we're back to the drawing board. What's the next thing we got to do? What do we got us on to figure out where we're going to end up? Thanks for sharing that real-world experience. Absolutely. And once again, I get back to that you were very wise. Your parents, I suspect, were wise yeah, in, in getting helpful. you uh, started proactively at an early age. And I suspect you probably started around even eighth, before ninth grade, eighth grade, probably uh, identifying school, about all these things, yeah. getting prepared. Um, and, and I think that uh, really, really you know, helped. It, it, it's a very Absolutely. wise thing to do. My parents were major helps in the process. Um, they helped me. One of the major things we did is we went up when I, there was a school that I had focused on. They would try their best to try and get me up there first to see the campus and the experience, the actual campus itself. One of the campuses that I had gone to that I thought I would really like was actually Georgia Tech. I'd been talking to the coach. I'd built a relationship with them. And I got up there on campus, and I'm just like, this is not it. I didn't it, – the camp out, it was obnoxious. There was so much going on all at once, and it wasn't it. And on the flip side was I had gone up to go see Vanderbilt, and I fell in love with it. I loved the coaching staff. I loved the campus. I loved Nashville. I loved all of it. But as I went through the process, they just drifted away, and it's how it goes. Great, great world, world insights. Thank you for sharing. And, yeah, and I want to continue. You know, say on this topic because I've all yeah I'm fascinated with it frankly and I and I think a lot of people listening who have kids that that play sports are are, are very know that young the youngsters that are listening young people uh, and ball players you want to know you know are interested as well and you know way back and here's the question I'm going to ask you but I've got to, you know, I'll you know, preference a little bit more um, before you know before you answer is the question is you know what criteria do they use because. And the reason I say that is way, way, way back in the day when I was coming along before the Internet, yeah. you know, basically a, a, it was word of mouth um, and and probably a lot of it was you on film. You know, mm-hmm. they get you on film. And I suspect a lot of it was pretty much the kind of recognition you were getting. Obviously, yep. I guess the star Wars players and... at, at, at key programs got noticed by the colleges. Uh, but also they could look at, look at film. And so what I'm getting at, I suspect – that a, a, a big part of it was just the way you played the game, the way you performed yep. on the field. Now, one of the things that I've been disappointed in, you know, in recent years, using Apopka as an example and other schools as well, because I, you know, keep a close eye on a bunch of other schools. I see a lot of players that perform at a very high level out there on Friday night yep. against top-notch competition, the highest competition in the state of Florida. Um, they don't get offers, or they don't get you know D1 Power Five offers. So I, I'm just you know I'm I'm kind of you know, and you talk and and you know Chris now it, then the advent of of all the um the the, the measurables if you will yeah you know how fast somebody runs a forty what you bench large. press yep. all that kind of stuff and 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 then now with um so I'm just curious you know, what what are they looking at uh, you know so a lot of recruiting yeah, how do you get noticed by, by yeah, the colleges a lot of recruiting nowadays is done online the major recruiting service or not service but the major recruiting platform is twitter so i have uh my twitter account if you were to go look at it is pure i don't want to say pure football a lot of it there's a lot of family stuff like it's it's my account it's my life but a lot of it is football centric it's got my ncaa id it's got all my it's got my height, my weight, my wingspan, my SAT scores, ACT. Because a lot of what coaches are doing now is they'll email a coach and they'll ask for a roster of your team. And they'll go and they'll look at height and weight and they'll be like, all right, I want a player who's 6'4 and he's at least 270, offensive lineman. All right, now they'll go and find that player and then they'll go look at online and they'll see what they put out online because that's what you're putting out in the world. You're putting that's that's what you're placing as your person because whatever you put online is representing you. So if you put out something that's not the best or not a good idea, that's what a coach is going to see and they're going to cross your name off the list. Now if you put out something that's positive, you focus on your teammates, you raise up the people around you, and coaches are going to start engaging and talking to you. One thing that's changed a lot is there's a lot less visits on the sideline as there were, like you had said back, a lot of it was mouth. Now coaches still go and they talk, they call head coaches, they call assistant coaches and talk about the players, but they'll also call your teachers, they'll call your guidance counselors, they'll talk and ask how you are as a person. 
they don't want to know about you just as a football player. They want to know how are you going to be a fit for the stu- uh, for the student athlete. Are you going to fit in well at the school? Are you going to fit in well at the team? They want to make sure that you're a good person as well as a good athlete. Now, if a player is good enough, they will get noticed. That is always true. But then you have the players who are good enough to go but don't know how to put themselves out there, which is where you get players who really should be going at a higher level or going at all who don't end up because they either don't know how to put themselves out there or they can't end up getting themselves out there in time. One of my teammates who I've been actually working with recently to help get recruited, uh, our running back Reggie McBride, he'd come to me a few weeks prior to signing like, hey, I really want to go play college ball. What can I do? So I sat down with him and we... I helped him go and look at what schools that he might want, and I pulled up every D2 and D3 and D1 coach that I had contacts to, and I went and I texted them personally. And then every email or IP address or something that I could find to send his information out, I sent his film, I sent his test scores, I sent his transcript, because everything comes back to what you can do on the field, but also what you can do off the field matters just as much. Because if you can't get into the school and succeed, it does not matter if you make it on the team or not. Oh, great insight, and uh, the, uh, thanks. A great story of teamwork as well. And um, you know, in a, in one thing I noticed about uh, Reggie McBride, he's definitely a tough, oh, hard nosed runner. And I think he could definitely help somebody at the college level. Yeah. Very impressed. And if I'm not mistaken, he actually played linebacker. Yep, he used uh, to earlier in his career. He used to play linebacker, which is where he gets that down nose running. But it's don't get me wrong; it hurts when he hits you in the back as he's going through. You, <laughs> but it's it's nice to watch. No, Reggie McBride definitely um, you know, was a real hard nose hard nose runner. I mean, he he um, he had got a lot of the, the tough assignments yep. to, to run right between right between the guards. Yard, yeah. yep, yard line situation. What we're going to do? Give it to Reggie. You need two yards. Yeah, well, it's great. Um, thanks for sharing the story of, of you working with him and um, giving him a helping hand, and, and hopefully something will work out for him, yep. certainly. Friends, we're speaking with Ethan Corcus. He's a, a high school football player. He's a senior now uh, from Apopka. He had a great career at Apopka High School as an offensive lineman. He'll be moving on to Marist University, where he'll play football as he pursues his academic goals. And he was also most recently named as uh, recognized as one of the top 10 academic students at Apopka High School in the class of 2024. Take a quick break in a moment, and when we come back, we'll continue to speak with Ethan Corcus on Blue Daughter Sports Central. Before we do that, I want to give a shout-out to our friend Sean Flanagan at Seabreeze Pools. Seabreeze Pools are denied for their honesty, integrity, and quality. That's Seabreeze Pools. And, of course, I want to let you know that the high school ball players like Ethan Corpus and the dedicated coaches like Coach Aaron Crawford, you hear on Blue Dart Sports Central, are supported by Florida Door Solutions. Have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can get them at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Well, please stay with us. We'll be right back on Blue Dart Sports Central. You're listening to a special Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Brought to you by Frogger's Grill and Bar. Before or after the game with the freshest food in town. A bar brings Oviedo and Mount Dora. Shelley's Environmental Services. Locally owned septic and environmental service. They're there when you need them. Community Health Center. Healthcare for the whole family. Florida Door Solutions. Central Florida's number one for garage door design and repair. And Seabreeze Pool Service. Honesty, integrity, and quality. Call them today. Don't go away. More great sports talk coming up with Roger Franklin Williams and Blue Dog Sports Central. Shelly's Environmental Services is Central Florida's environmentally friendly solid waste disposal and septic tank company. Shelly's Services has served Central Florida by taking waste to recycle and reuse for over 30 years. You and your family can feel good about having experienced team of licensed, insured, and state experts working for you. Shelly's Environmental Services is a family-owned local company serving our community since 1985. Find out more at Shelly's since 19, C Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida. Offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and far are here to be the medical dental home for your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. 
Did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com backslash credit card. Limitations apply. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group. Don't let too much of the year fly by without making sure you have a financial plan to get you through retirement. Chat with us live right now at fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Investment advisory services offered through Fellowship Investment Advisors, a registered investment advisor. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Glad you're joining us. Here in the studio with Ethan Corcus. Ethan Corcus, as many of you probably know, was an outstanding offensive lineman in the Apopka Blue Daughter football program for the past four years. He'll be going on to play college football at Marist University in New York. And he also was most really recognized as one of the top 10 academic students in the class of 2024. Of course, Blue Central is brought to you by Frogger's Grill and Bar and by Community Health Centers. Also want to give you this word from the great guys over at Frogger's, all the great people over at Frogger's. Of course, you're very familiar with Frogger's famous wings. Well, on Monday nights, the Monday night special, I want to let you know about their Monday night wing special. You can get 75-cent wings every Monday, and that's in increments of 10. On Tuesday, you get 60-cent bone wings. That's in increments of 5 on day seven dollar burgers those wonderful big huge black handmade black angus burgers are just seven dollars at froggers on wednesday night and of course they have locations in apopka altamont springs mount dora and Oviedo. now we'll go back to ethan corcus and ethan we talked about the recruiting process you know why you chose marist university some ups and downs that, that you had with it um you know what it's like for some other players now, I would like to um, now shift gears um, a little bit and talk specifically about your playing career at Apopka and specifically the, the culture of the program. And just for audience's purposes, you played at Apopka for all four years. Yes, sir. Uh, prior to that, you had played in Apopka Pop Warner yes, sir. in eighth grade as you, you know, fed into the program. And, you know, as I said at the top of the show, and this is something we're going to talk about more because um, I don't think it's been recognized enough, and it, it really should be. And that's uh, it's this past season, the Blue Darters uh, made it to the, to the postseason for the 24th consecutive year. Yes, sir. That's literally astounding. Uh, that's something that needs to be recognized and celebrated. And, of course, obviously, you, you don't have that kind of consistent success uh, without some fundamental framework, you know, um, uh, that, that, that girds it underneath. Can you just talk about, first of all, about, about some of the elements of, of the football program at Apopka yeah, from your perspective as entering as a freshman? So my freshman year was a little weird. I came in COVID year. So what we were forced to do as a uh, varsity sports team is that we were forced basically into a bubble where all of the players uh, as school was online we would go to school, but then we would be placed, all 60 of us or the 50 that opted in, would be placed into a room together, and we would be expected to sit there and do our schoolwork. And you put 60 boys into a room. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to get up to some shenanigans, but our coaches were always in there to ensure that nothing went over the top or... If something did end up happening, they very quickly handled and ensured that the situation was. Yeah, taken I was, I was care say, of. Is, is that building st- still still there? <laughs> it is still there. <laughs> um, no, this is, was this all day. Yes, sir. It was from from seven twenty in the morning to when two twenty, and then we would go and we'd walk over to the practice field, or we would go and do weightlifting, and then get out on the field. It was. I spent five days a week in a room with my teammates, and I will say that is the closest I have ever been to any of them. And I will still, I still have amazing relationships with seniors who even graduated that year. Uh, like Josh Campbell, I still talk to, and I'll go work with him sometimes on O-line stuff as I go re- get ready to go off. But that experience, that's with my teammates, even though I haven't been forced to sit in a room with them for five days a week, that closeness with my teammates has still developed and been there every year of my career. It 
when I'm playing with my teammates and I'm out there and we're working, don't get me wrong, we're working hard, we're suffering, but we're suffering together. And it's one of those where it's we're going to get through it because I know I can count on the person to the right and the person to the left of me to get through whatever we're dealing with. Now, a lot of that comes down to what the coaches and the expectation has for us. Coach Rolson's and the assistant coaches are really who enforce it and follow through because Coach Rolson set the expectation and then the captains of the team and uh, every once in a while an assistant coach has to come and step in to make sure it's enforced. But a lot of the players have stepped up and started to take over to make sure that we hold the standard that is Apopka. One of those things would be he wants everybody to look the same. Because a lot of sports nowadays, especially at college and NFL, a lot of it's about what's on the back of the jersey, the name on the back of the jersey, whatever the individual player is. But Coach Rolson believes in Apopka, our success, I believe, or at least this is my, I give it to the uniformity and the fact that we play for the name Apopka across the front of our chest and not about what's going on in the backside. We, If you were to go and watch us on a Friday night, we don't have the accessories and everything that you would think of. You look, you won't see a visor on the field except for our quarterback just because he got his eyes poked out. So it's a little reasonable. But you won't see the sleeves or the tights or the bands and all the other accessories that kind of make a player stand out on the field. So that way, when you're watching, you see who really stands out. It's the people who are performing, dedicating that play to their brothers. Very wise, you know, and I'll just add, absolutely, it's it's not, you know, wearing a towel or from back in my day or your your sweatbands or, or whatever. All that kind of stuff doesn't mean anything. It, it, what, what, the only thing that means anything is how you how you perform. Yep. And if you get your job, not a lot of coaches uh, you know, stress it that way. Yep. I... Um... So my mother's an assistant principal, so I've actually I've been around a couple high school programs, uh, such as Edgewater I've been around, who's actually in recent years Coach Duke has developed a very similar mentality to Coach Rolson. And I know, in fact, that Coach Rolson and Coach Duke have a very good relationship. Another program I'd been around uh, was Olympia, and I'd been talking with the Olympia coach um, about our program and some of the expectations that Coach Rolson had, and he actually really agreed with them and felt that he might want to enforce similar things on his program. Because he understood, as well as I understand, that when you're playing for each other is when you're fully pushing yourself. When you play for yourself, then all you're worried about is, am I getting enough touches? Or am I going to get enough targets? Am I going to get the right yard I need? Which a lot of it comes back to part of it being the stress of recruiting. and want to have that stat line that stands out to coaches. But there's going to be thousands of players across the country that are going to have the same stat line as you. So you need something that's going to stand out. And if they see that you're playing for the people next to you, then they'll be confident that when you get up there, then there's not going to be a difference. You're still going to have the same performance that you had in high school because you're going to be playing for the people next to you instead of playing for yourself. Great insights and, and wise advice. Uh, friends, we're speaking with Ethan Corcus. He was a standout four-year offensive lineman at Apopka. He'll be going to play college football at Marist University and, and pursue his academic career there as well, of course. And you know, getting winding down to our last few moments, I would like to shift maybe a little bit or, or shift back to you. If you know, I don't know if you remember this or not, but... You know, two seasons ago, not the past season, the 22 season, you know, I had a little conversation with you after a game. Yes, sir. <laughs> and you, uh, and it was a game that we had won, and, you know, the offensive linemen, including yourself, um, and especially yourself, had had a very good game that game. Yes, sir. And you kind of expressed to me some of the joys of, of, of playing offensive line. Can Absolutely. you talk about, you know, how you feel about uh, playing offensive line, and, and, and what do you like about it the most? So... One of the reasons I love playing offensive line, and this is both lineman groups, D-line as well, but I feel like offensive line is the closest knit group you will find when it comes to a sports team. Even including all the different position groups in football and baseball and basketball, the offensive line will be the tightest group that I have ever gotten to work with and I've ever seen. Because every play, you will hit somebody. And you're going to... There's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide. <laughs> you're going to hit somebody. And if the person next to you or doesn't do their job, you get hit more than once. And that's happened a few times. But it very quickly, you realize that if all five of you do your job and you take care of what you need to do, 
then everything will work out because you're planning to make sure that the person to the right and the person to the left of you isn't going to get hit. So I'm a center, obviously, and I uh, my right guard and my left guard, and you've got the two tackles. But my favorite play personally is power counter because the guard pulls and then I'm blocking back. Part of the reason I love counter is because I get I get a little first step off that I get to get a little run up before I go and hit a tackle, uh, a D tackle. But the other reason I love it is because it's a very good common tackle and the center working together. Because when a center blocks back to a three tech or a shade over the guard, the tackle then has to come help the center to make sure they get there in time before the tackle can get out to do his job. And it's just, it's one of those examples where you have to work with someone else or neither of you will get your job done and it won't work properly. Because the O-line is like, it's a well-oiled machine and it will go forward no matter what, but it's the difference of, will it go a few inches, take every D-lineman you have and push them back to the end zone. And part of the reason that it's such a tight-knit group is, at least at Apopka, we try and we try and go and hang out as much as we can. So something we've done since freshman year is we would have what we'd like to call O-line dinners. So on Thursday nights after football, practice is over, we've taken care of walkthroughs, we've made Trevor up, we've taken care of injuries, anything like that. We would go and we would meet up and we'd go and get food. So we would sometimes go to King's Buffet, we would go to the tavern before it had uh, closed, we'd go to Beef O'Brady's, and eventually we ended up actually going to our house, and he ended up bringing that tradition with the whole offense. So it wasn't just the offensive line, but it was the entire offense coming together to time and relax and not talk about football, but just be people and hang out, just have a good time which actually translates a lot to the field because then you know that the person next to you isn't just someone, it's not just uh, your football teammate, but it's someone that you will willingly go and hang out with and have a good time because it's someone you can trust and cooperate with like that. Great insights. And, well, Lee, it's been great to have you come over. Thanks for coming over to join me. Absolutely. um, Best wishes at Maris and for the rest of the school year at Apopka. As you can see, just a little over a minute, if if in about a 45 seconds or 60 seconds, could you share a high point of advice that you would give to a, a youngster, say 8th grade, ninth grade, that wants, wants to have a successful high school football career? The little things. Because take care of the little things. If you take care of the weight room and you take care of those individual steps that you're supposed to do, the big things will come with. As long as you handle what you need to take care of and you make sure that the people around you and you take the people around you with you through that process, the success will come. Great advice from a guy who's lived it, Ethan Corcus. Friends, thanks for joining us tonight. And, you know, uh, Ethan, it's great to, to have you join us, too. I really enjoyed watching you play over the years. and. Look forward to having you come back and join us again. I wanna, We didn't get to reminiscing about some of those wonderful victories you guys had, but <laughs> yes, but I will say in our closing seconds, um, the, the team, the 2023 Blue Daughter football team, had at least four games that will stand out as, as literally historic games, and we'll get in and talk. We're going to talk about those another time. Friends, want to thank you for joining us on Blue Daughter Sports Central tonight. Want to thank our guest, our first guest, Coach Aaron Crawford, the athletic director at Apopka, Ethan Corcus, for joining us now. Standout, standout offensive lineman at Apopka. Stay tuned for Charlie Kirk next. Have a great day. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. WORL. Orlando. News. Opinion. Passion. With this SRN News Update. Now. From townhall.com, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Correspondent Ed Donahue says Republican presidential frontrunner Donald Trump about in vitro fertilization. At a campaign stop in South Carolina, Trump made his first comments since an Alabama Supreme Court ruling that led some providers in the state to suspend their IVF programs. We want to make it easier for mothers and fathers to have babies, not harder. The Republican presidential frontrunner called on lawmakers in Alabama to preserve access to the treatment. The Republican Party should always be on the side of the miracle of life. The all-Republican Alabama Alabama's ruled frozen embryos can be considered children under state law. It has deepened divisions among conservatives over abortion and other reproductive services. I'm Ed Donahue. The United States on Friday imposed extensive sanctions against Russia in the wake of the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny. White House National Security spokesman John Kirby says 500 targets have been sanctioned. These include a major cog in Russia's financial infrastructure, more than two dozen 
third country sanctions invaders in Europe, East Asia, Central Asia, and the Middle East, and hundreds of entities in Russia's military industrial base and other key sectors to cut off funding for Putin's war machine. The sanctions also mark the second anniversary of Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. The National Rifle Association and its longtime former leader have been found liable in a lawsuit centered on the organization's lavish spending. A New York jury on Friday found Wayne LaPierre misspent millions of dollars of the group's money on pricey perks to repay the group $4,351,231. On Wall Street, by 62 points, the Nasdaq dropped 44. More at townhall.com.